Welcome in Anchor. Hope you guys are doing super good. Hope if you're listening on Spotify or whatever platform you're on, thanks for being here with me today. I do really appreciate it. If you're joining me on YouTube, you already got a special intro. I do appreciate you for joining me on YouTube. Make sure you go and subscribe over on YouTube. You just got to search in that search bar, search bar, ball boy talk, and you'll pop up the ball boy myself um, over there on YouTube. So thanks for being with me today. We have our first, last podcast before the regular season. It has been one heck of a winter. I I greatly appreciate you guys if you've been here all winter with me through these first 26 episodes now. I greatly appreciate it. Um, I, I'm just, you know, overwhelmed. So grateful. You guys are the best. Thanks for being with me. We're about to jump into the regular season here. Uh, today on the podcast, we're going to talk some of the roster moves that have happened um, this is getting recorded Saturday night, so it's everything this last week through Saturday. Um, so I do hope you guys enjoy um, podcast today, and then I'm going to give my playoff predictions. We're going to go AL, NL, and then World Series, um, and some different factors in that. So I do hope you enjoy. Uh, so let's break it down and let's get into the um, the moves, the news, all that fun stuff. So we are going to get back into it. We're going to talk some of the news. Um, yes, we're going to cover some league news, some extension talk, some roster moves, um, as well as um, call-ups and downs, so the options, reassignments, and the new free agents and where I think they land. So we're going to run through these quick because there's a lot. Um, so starting at the top, starting with some league news uh, recent um, there's going to be a new. There's going to be compliance monitors um, in the dugouts and the clubhouses, the tunnels, and the bullpens and the batting cages. Um, why? Well, these officers are trying. Will be a part of the effort to reduce the use of foreign substances being used, um, primarily by pitchers. Um, the officers will pull random samples of baseballs to be analyzed by third-party labs. Um, the MLB will test balls suspected of being doctored by a pitcher against a pitcher spin rate data from Statcast. Um, if you read this week's Around the Horn, you'll be able to see Steve Adams' full workup over on MLB Trade Rumors, or you can just head over there. Um, you'll be able to see Steve Adams' wonderful workup over on MLB Trade Rumors. Um, pitcher, left-handed pitcher Gio Gonzalez, 35 years old, he announced his retirement on 325. Um, he walks away from the game as a two-time All-Star, two six-place or better finishes in the Cy Young votings. He ends his career with 1,933 innings pitch, a 131 and 101 record, a 3.7 ERA, and 1,860 Ks, and a 32.1 WAR. So, hats off to you, Geo. You had a great career. You were one of my favorite guys to watch um, as a kid growing up, especially being left-handed. I always just loved watching you, Geo. So, here's to a great retirement. Um, the Rangers exercised manager Chris Woodward's option for the 2022 season. And then, sadly, a sad piece of news, as we see in all MLB stadiums, the the S, the stand-up to cancer signs um, around the outfield, pretty much in every ballpark, basically. Um, Minnesota Twins lost a piece of their coaching staff on the 26th. Coach Mike Bell passed away. He had been battling kidney cancer. Um, myself and us at Ball Boy Blog, we send our condolences to Bell's family. Twins organization and everyone affected by this tragic and sudden loss. So, kind of just to talk about some extensions to move on from that. Um, it's 
it's except we're gonna hear extension talk rumors this guy should sign here he should sign an extension the team should sign this guy to an extension um the ones that we know so far this last week or so uh lindor and the mets they're still in talks there's a bit of optimism that they're going to reach an agreement here within the next few days before opening day. It could happen at any moment of any day, any time. They're more than willing to go north of the $300 million mark. And I think if you think about Lindor and then the contract that Fernando Tatis Jr. just got, um, Lindor is way more deserving of it. A four-time All-Star, Gold Glover, Platinum Glove, done it with the bat, done it with the glove, clubhouse leader, just all around a great, great player that you want to lock up long-term. Um, and they, the amount that they gave up to get him, the $300 million is n- fails in comparison to that. Um, so I will not be surprised when they lock up Lindor. It's just a matter of time. Um, they're also not close with Confer- Michael Conforto, however. So I don't think a deal is going to be done there. However, I do think he'll remain with the team, um, especially if Frankie Lindor stays around. Um, the Indians and uh, AL Cy Young winner, winner Shane Bieber, they've talked. They talked about an extension, not a deep talk, um, but they still talked about it. But nothing too crazy, um, you know. Something that's going to be off the table till next offseason and next next season, next spring. Um, let's see here. No deal is close for the Astros and Carlos Correa. Um, Correa, you know, felt like their six year, hundred twenty million was really low. And he's preparing to become a free agent next offseason. So I would ex- fully expect Korea to be traded at some point during the season to a different team and not end the season with the Astros as the Astros will look to recoup some value from their former number one overall pick. Uh, the Red Sox and third baseman Rafael Devers have had no extension talks this offseason. Devers is under team control through 2023, so there's no rush to get a deal done. Uh, Devers, however, has indicated he, op- he is open to such talks and to such uh, an, an extension. Let's see. And the Pirates are are trying to lock up uh, third baseman Cabrian Hayes to a long term ex- long term contract. However, no deals in in a minute at this time. Um, so not a really big surprise there. Uh, some roster moves. So we're gonna jet through these. Um, these are guys who basically have been informed that they're gonna be on the opening day roster. So I'm just gonna say team and name, um, and what role they're gonna play. Uh, so the Mariners selected or informed outfield prospect Taylor Trammell. Uh, that he will make make the roster, right-handed pitcher Justin Dunn, and Rule 5 pick Will Vest. Trammell will open the season as an everyday man in either left field or center field, depending on the health of Kyle Lewis. Dunn will be the sixth starter, and Rule 5 pick Will Vest will open the season in the bullpen. The Rockies informed right-handed pitcher Chichi Gonzalez that he will make the roster. Um, national selected infielder Jordy Mercer and infielder Hernan Perez. Um, They'll both make the opening day roster. Tigers inform Rule 5 pick Akil Badu that he will make the opening day roster. However, he will make the jump from high A ball, which is pretty impressive that he's making the jump from high A to the MLB. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, the Angels informed Jose Rojas that he'd make the opening day roster. Um, he's had a great spring and is no, not, not surprising that the 28-year-old will be on the roster. Uh, Jed Lowry, Athletics, he will be the everyday second baseman after being in camp as a non-roster invitee. The Yankees selected the contract of outfielder first baseman Jay Bruce and Mike Tuckman. Uh Both will open the season on the opening day roster, and Jay Bruce could be the everyday first baseman because of Luke Voigt's um, injury that could keep him out until, um, until June um, with a torn meniscus. 
Let's see. The Braves selected the contact of right-handed pitcher Nate Jones and infielder Harry Adriazana um, and infielder Pablo Sandoval, at least be on the opening day roster. Um, the Phillies informed right-handed pitcher Brandon Kinsler and outfielder Matt Joyce that they have earned spots and will be on the opening day roster. The Indians informed right-handed relief pitcher Brian Shaw, first baseman Jake Bowers, left-handed pitcher Oliver Perez, and infielder Yu Chang and outfielder Ben Gamble that they have all made the opening day roster. The Blue Jays informed infielder Joe Panic that he will make the opening day roster. He'll play a really important backup infielder role there for that team. Um, the Red Sox informed Rule 5 pick Garrett Whitlock that he will make the opening day roster. There's a lot of speculation around him that he was going to make that roster, and he ended up doing so. Um, let me see here. Um... Uh, Dodgers selected right-handed relief pitcher Jimmy Nelson's contract, um, and he'll be pitching out of the bullpen. The Burroughs will start the season. Um, uh, it's not really important. We'll skip over that. Just their rotation. Uh, Woodruff, Burns, Hauser, Anderson, Peralta, Lynn Bloom will work out of the bullpen, um, and Jordan Zimmerman will be in the minors to start the season. Uh, Matt Harvey, Orioles, made the opening day roster. Left-handed pitcher Wade LeBlanc re-signed on a split contract after being released. Um, the Rangers informed utility man Brock Holt that he'll break camp with the team and make the opening day roster. They also selected the contract of Ian Kennedy, Matt Bush, and outfielder first baseman Ronald Guzman. Um, and the White Sox will be using 2019 number three overall pick Andrew Vaughn on the opening day roster. Uh, they've been working on a long-term extension with Vaughn. They're crazy about the kid. He's a great player. Um, 2019, wow, that feels like yesterday. But he will be on the opening day roster, and he could be the everyday left fielder to start the season. Um, also could spell Jose Abreu um, at first base. Uh, Billy Hamilton will also make the opening day roster, likely with Adam Engel on starting the season on the IL. Um, and lastly, the Tigers selected Julio Terhan's contract, and he'll be in the opening day rotation as well as Casey Mize. He'll also start the season in the rotation. Um, Michael Fulmer and Derek Holland will both be working out of the bullpen. So that's kind of who we got um, roster news, um, who's going to be up and who's not so far. So here are some guys who were optioned. So the Cubs option, infielder Nico Horner, left-handed pitcher Brad Week, um, right-handed pitcher Trevor Megill, and pitchers Shelby Miller, Pedro Strope, and Rafael Ortega were all assigned to minor league camp. The Yankees optioned right-handed pitcher Davi Garcia to AAA. The Nationals optioned infielder Carter Kaboom to the alternate site. They also optioned Luis Garcia, Sam Clay, Kyle McGowan, and Yadiel Hernandez as well. Uh, the Tigers reassigned right-handed relief pitcher Joe Jimenez to the alternate site, so minor leagues. The Mariners reassigned, and these aren't really surprising, outfielder Jared Kelnick, outfielder Julio Rodriguez, right-handed pitcher Bradley Lale. Right-handed pitcher Paul Sewold, right-handed pitcher LJ Newsom, right-handed pitcher Aaron Fletcher, and outfielder Braden Bishop to minor league camp. Um, the Orioles optioned left-handed pitcher Keegan Aiken, which was a little surprising. Um, I thought he was going to make the rotation. Infielder Richie Martin, uh, outfielder Jemai Jones. Um, they also reassigned left-handed pitcher Fernando Abad and out first baseman outfielder Chris Shaw to minor league camp. Um, the Reds reassigned left-handed pitcher Brandon Finnegan and catcher Rocky Gale to minor league camp. Um, while the Dodgers reassigned infielder Sheldon Nuis 
Noose to minor league camp. The Angels option catcher Anthony Baboom, out infielder Luis Ronfelio, and infielder Jack Mayfield to minor league camp. Um, let's see. The Athletics option catcher Austin Allen to minor league camp. The Mets set down Corey Oswald and Jordan Yamamoto to minor league camp and AAA. They reassigned infielder outfielder Brandon Drury and catcher Brian Bruce Maxwell to a minor league camp as well. Um, which ultimately means left-handed pitcher Joey Lucchesi will make the season as the club's op- opening day fifth starter. Um, and the Braves option right-handed pitcher Kyle Wright, right-handed pitcher Jacob Webb, right-handed pitcher Bryce Wilson, outfielder Abraham Almonte, um, infielder Johan Camargo, and catcher William Contreras to minor league camp and to the alternate training site. So those are the guys who were called up, sent down, um, kind of who's sticking around, who's going to be on the roster. Now some free agents. Um, there's a lot of these guys, uh, so bear with me. But I, I just want to make sure you guys are informed. Make sure you guys know who's who and who could be a fit on your team. So let's see. The Rangers released right-handed pitcher Nick Vincent. Um, I think he latches on in just a minor league deal somewhere, especially with a contender. Um, I think the Red Sox, Yankees, and Braves are in play. The Cubs release outfielder Cameron Maben. However, I do think he's going to end up back with the Cubs. Um, on a minor league deal, it'd be excellent depth for them. Um, he could also be back in Detroit, or I like to fit in Miami as well. The Nationals release infielder Yasmani Tomas, um, who I think is just going to be a career minor leaguer or just be done in the league. Um, and left handed pitcher TJ McFarland. I think McFarland should draw interest from the Royals, Athletics, and even the Mariners. Uh, the Tigers informed infielder Renato Nunez that he wouldn't make the opening day roster. Um, if he is released, if he decides to opt out of his deal, which I expect he will, um, he would be a great fit on the Rangers, the Rockies, or the White Sox. The Braves release third baseman Jake Lamb and infielder Jason Kipnis. Um, I can see Lamb fitting back with the Diamondbacks, the Reds, or the Phillies, while I can see Kipnis fitting in with the Indians, Nationals, or Athletics. The Yankees released uh, catcher Robinson Trinos and outfielder Derek Dietrich. I don't think either of them will end up on the team anywhere. Um, unless they're desperate. Now, the Reds release utility man D. Stranger Gordon and left-handed pitcher Jesse Biddle. I think that D, he was solid in the spring. He hit 281 with a 361 OBP in his 36 plate appearances. I think the Red Sox, the White Sox, and the Marlins would be very interesting fits um, for Strange Gordon. Biddle, I also he also had a solid spring, three-yard runs, 12 strikeouts, and two walks, and nine innings pitch. Um, I can see the Braves, Blue Jays, and Rays all being interested in Biddle. The Reds also released uh, right-handed relief pitcher Noe Ramirez, who was the other part of that um, Iglesias trade to the Angels. Um, you know, I think the Angels, Orioles, and Tigers could, you know, give him a call. Infielder Todd Frazier opted out of his deal with the Pirates. Uh, he's 35. He has something left in the tank. Angels, Diamondbacks, Giants could all be potential suitors. Uh, Tigers granted infielder Greg Garcia his release. Um, kind of surprising because he can back up every infield position. Um, he has a career 354 OBP in 1,303 plate appearances. I think the Twins, Yankees, Brewers could all be suitors. Uh, speaking of the Brewers, they release Brad Boxberger. Uh, I think Brock Boxberger will draw solid interest. And I think the Marlins and Astros are a great place to start. Uh, Angels released right-handed pitcher Jesse Chavez. I think he should draw interest from the Rangers, Athletics, and Pirates. 
I think those would be good fits. Uh, the Twins release utility man Andrew Romine after he exercised his opt-out. Um, I think the Twins, Red Sox, and White Sox could all be in play once again. Um, kind of teams that like the versatility. Um, the Astros release right-handed relief pitcher Steve Ciszek on three. Oh, you don't need no win. Um, you know, I think he's going to latch on with another team. You know, with his after three, three and runs, 12, 12 strikeouts, the two walks, and seven point or seven and two thirds innings pitched. Um, I think the Yankees, Marlins, Braves, among others, would all be interested in having Steve Shishek along. Um, kind of surprised the Astros released him, honestly, as they could use some bullpen help. Um, the Braves released right handed relief pitcher Carl Edwards Jr. Um, struggling this ring. I can see the Nationals, Cubs, and Mariners taking a, sh- a flyer on him. Um, the Mets relief re- released right-handed relief pitcher Tommy Hunter. Uh, the 34-year-old, you know, workhorse reliever um, should be able to latch on. I, th- I like the Mariners, Giants, and Athletics as a good fit. Um, the Astros released outfielder Steven Souza Jr. Um, you know, he went two for 21 with five walks and his 27 plate appearances in spring training, but I could see the Rays, the Cubs, and the Pirates as potential suitors here. Uh, the Phillies granted catcher Jeff Mathis his release on, uh, oh, from his minor league deal. A 38, 38-year-old event went 6 for 29 in the spring. Um, he's a glove-first backup, which would suit a contender very well to have that depth and that experience. Uh, White Sox, Mets, Nationals, and Padres are, are a few teams that I think could add Mathis. Uh, the Phillies also released um, right-handed pitcher Ivan Nova and Hector Rendon and left-handed relief pitcher Tony Watson. Nova, uh, you know, Pirates, Rangers, Orioles, um, Rendon, Red Sox, Reds, Marlins, Watson, Pirates, Dodgers, Angels, Giants. Woo, that was a lot. Um, let's see here. Um, really... Oh, let's go through injuries real quick. Injuries are super important this time of year. And then we're going to get into the um, playoff prediction, my monthly playoff prediction. Um, Kyle Lewis, like I mentioned earlier, is toward the top. He has a deep bone bruise in his right knee that he's dealing with. He could start the season on the IL. Luke Voigt, torn meniscus. Um, he could come back sometime in May or June. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez will miss his opening day start due to a dead arm. He is feeling good, though. Um, the Rays lost Nick Anderson um, until at least the All-Star break. Um, surgery has not been recommended for his ligament tear in his elbow. Giants right-handed pitcher Rico Garcia underwent Tommy John surgery. Uh, see ya. Um, Cardinals center fielder Harrison Bader will begin the season on the IL. Um, he'll miss four to six weeks with a forearm injury. Um, Pirates Blake Cedarline had Tommy John surgery. Uh, Pirates left-handed pitcher Stephen Brault. Um, he'll be out for the next month or two um, as he deals with a moderate arm muscle strain. Um, but he could be out up to 12 weeks. Uh, let's see. Some updates on injuries. The Rangers. Ooh, ooh, the Rangers are looking rough um, with their injuries. Uh, Jose Leclerc, Jolie Rodriguez, Brett Martin, Jonathan Hernandez, outfielder Chris Davis, and outfielder Willie Calhoun all will be starting the season on the I.L. Red Sunny Gray will be starting the season on the I.L. Uh, but that line shouldn't last long. Right-handed pitcher Mike Fires will start the season on the IL. Uh, White Sox prized outfielder Eloy Jimenez will could miss the entire season. I don't see why they would rush him back for the playoffs um, if he's not ready. So don't expect to have Eloy Jimenez on 
the field, see him, um, due to a torn ruptured left pectoral tendon. Um, he'll be out at least five to six months. He could come back for the playoffs, though. Uh, Blue Jays closer, Kirby Yates, he's out Tommy John surgery. Uh, Will Harris of the Nationals underwent a procedure to re remove blood clots in his arm. Um, you know, he's recovering. Uh, Rocky Scott Oberg, his career, I think, is just health-wise. Longevity, overall life health is that he should just be done. He had his third surgery to treat blood clots in his pitching elbow. I wish him the best, nothing but the best. Uh, fellow Rocky, left-handed pitcher Kyle Freeland. Um, he's doing all right. He's recovering. Um, you know, he, there's still, he's been, still being reevaluated. A, uh, timeline should come soon. Left-handed pitcher Justin Wilson of the Yankees had an MRI test came back negative on 321. It isn't clear if he'll be ready for opening day. Whew. Guys, we made it. We made it through the news. I know there was a lot, um, but thanks for bearing with me. Um, let's get into some of that playoff stuff. All right, welcome back in. So we are going to jump over and we are going to talk about, um, what are we talking about? Yes, we're going to talk about my players who, or not players, teams, my playoff predictions. So I want to do these every month about who I think is, you know, where teams stand, their records, who I think could be into the playoffs, why, who, what, when. Um, and kind of just adjust it as we go throughout the season, because the season's already looking like it's going to be crazy. I already need to adjust my ranks. Um, not too crazy much where I'm going to be changing things like a ton, but um, it'll still be fun. So in the American League East, I have the Rays winning 90, going 94 and 68 for the third seed in the AL. The Blue Jays going 90 and 72, missing the playoffs. Um... The Yankees going 88 and 74, the Red Sox going 80 and 82, and the Orioles going 60 and 102. In the AL West, I have the Oakland Athletics winning 94-68, so second the sec two seed. The Angels winning 91 and 71, uh, so for the fifth seed. The Mariners going 88 and 74, the Astros going 85 and 77, and the Rangers going 70 and 112. However, that could drop. Still, um, haven't decided. It probably will. Actually, I'm going to drop that right now as we speak. I'm going to drop that down to 60 games and 100. And I can't do math. That's okay. So 102 losses. Um, still a lot. The White Sox. Um, I might even need to adjust this one now that Eloy's out. Uh, let's see here. No, I think the White Sox are going to stay at 95 and 67. I think they have the depth to be able to overcome the crazy season-long injury um and then the twins winning 92 games in the four seed and then the indians at 85 and 77 the royals at 70 and 92 and then the tigers at 61 and 101 um so obviously the biggest upset out of all this is the blue jays missing by one game um however it could change i think the blue jays are just right there so in the ALCS game one, one game, we'll see a normal playoff format again. Um, so we'll see the one, or we'll see the um, four and the five playing in. We should see the Twins throw out Kenta Maeda while the Angels throw out Dylan Bundy. Or depending on the health and progress of Shohei Otani, it could be Shohei Otani, but I'm going with Dylan Bundy right now. 
Um, you know, I think the Angels have the game um, and the edge in the game because of Mike Trout. When you have the GOAT, you it's hard to say no. <laughs> I mean, I think the Angels win it on Mike Trout and Mike Trout alone. Uh, so the Angels advance. Um, however, I think Maeda could also be a Cy Young Award winner, but I think you put Cy Young against um, the GOAT, the GOAT wins. Just like you never count out TB12. I mean, it's the same thing. Um, different sport. In round two, we see the one seed versus the wild card winner. So this series would feature the White Sox versus the Angels. Um, this matchup, pitching-wise, would have to go to the White Sox, especially when it comes to the rotation. Uh, however, I think it would be even across the board after that. Um, the biggest edge that I can see the White Sox having, which makes them advance, is Liam Hendricks coming down to close out tight games in the 8th and ninth. Uh, Hendricks is a horse. Hendricks is amazing. He's a great reliever. It's a great piece for the White Sox. Um, I think that's, you know, their biggest different difference maker is um, is um, Liam Hendricks. Next, in that ALDS, we would see the Athletics, the two-seed, going against a three-seed race. Um, this would be like OG Moneyball um, Oakland Athletics versus New Age Moneyball Tampa Bay Rays. And I gotta give the A's the the nod here because they have a better defense, and defense can win in baseball. Um, so I think you know the clean fielding, the mistake free fielding is gonna get the A's over the Rays three two, which brings us to the ALCS, um, where we would see the White Sox versus the Athletics. Let's kind of break this down a little bit more by positions and whatnot, position groups. Um, let's see the rotation. I give it to the White Sox. Bullpen advantage athletics. Defense advantage athletics. Outfielders still advantage White Sox. Um, infielders tied across the board. I think the biggest difference here is Sean Murphy and catcher Yasmani Grandal. They're both starting the season with injuries. If either of them lingers, then that hurts both these teams. However, I think they'll both be fully healthy. I think they'll both have great seasons. Um, and I think that completely changes the final standings. Um, but overall, I give the edge to the White Sox in six. I think their rotation can overcome them. I think the power of Eloy Jimenez, Jose Abreu, Tim, or not, sorry, Luisa Robert, uh, Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson, Yo Moncada, Andrew Vaughn, um, is enough to get them past the athletics. So, Let's see here. Switching over to the National League. Right? Yep. National League. So, Dodgers, 105 and 57, first seed. Padres, 102 and 60, four seed. Giants, 82 and 80. Rockies, 70 and 92. Day back, 65 and 97. Central, Cardinals, 97 and 65. So, they'd be the three seed. White or Cubs, 95 and 67. Reds, 83 and 79. Brewers, 81 and 81. Pittsburgh Pirates, 15-1-12. Braves, 102-60 for the two-seed. Nationals, 96-66 for the five-seed. Phillies, 93-69. Mets, 90-72. Miami Marlins, 85-77. 
Obviously, the biggest upset is the, in the NL is the Cubs missing by just one game to the Nationals and the Phillies who missed by just three games. So the National League is going to be a lot tighter of a race, I think, than the American League, just like we saw last year, how it came down to the final game of the 60-game season to decide which clubs from the National League were getting in. Um, so that's going to keep this these division races incredibly tight and make those interdivision matchups that much more important. Let's see. Wild card, the Padres could be one of the highest win total teams of all time to make just the wild card. Um, they're going to be going against the National in this one. The Padres will likely throw out either you, Darvish, or Blake Snell, while the Nationals throw out Max Scherz or Steven Strasburg. So, you know, power for power. Um, whichever one here, um, whichever two end up getting the nod for their team is going to be a great matchup. It's going to be amazing. Um, I think the Padres have the edge because of Tatis, Machado, Hosmer, Myers, and the other offensive pieces. However, the Nationals could match them run for run with Bell, Soto, Robles, Turner, and others. So overall, I would have to take the veteran and World Series experience of the Nationals with the upset in the wild card over the Padres. Sorry, I just I got to. It's just it's just my logic there. Uh, NLDS one versus five. Number one seed LA Dodgers going against the wild card winning Washington Nationals. Jeez, that sounds that sounds familiar. Why does that sound so familiar? Oh, well, it sounds familiar because the same thing happened in 2019 with the Nationals winning in five. The Dodgers will use three main rotation. Three-man rotation with Kershaw, Bauer, and Bueller, which would put Price and Urias coming out of the pen, which wouldn't be awful. It's not an awful thing at all. It's actually a good thing um, for them. Um, the Nationals also likely use a three-man rotation with Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin, with Lester and Fetty coming out of the bullpen. So I, I love the pitching matchup. I think it's dead even. Um, you know, I... Uh, it's just so even. Um, the rotation bullpen stack up relatively e evenly, honestly, across the board. But I got to give the edge to the Dodgers and Mookie Betts. Betts is the X factor in the region. The Dodgers will win it this time in five, three to two. And they didn't have Mookie Betts last time they played in the playoffs um, in 2019. Uh, LDS, two versus three. And I, I promise I did not take a time machine back to 2019 and just copy and paste the, the standings from there. That's how good these teams have maintained two years later. Um, you know, so we would see the Braves versus the Cardinals again. The Braves are much better since 2019 series. So are the Cardinals. The Braves made a deep run last season. The Cardinals added Nolan Arenado um, and they brought back um, Yachty and Wayno. So it's, Oh, man, it's crazy. It, they return all their major pieces. Uh, the Cardinals did. This is the first time for Arenado being in the playoffs since 2018. Uh, you know, I think the Braves go with a rotation of probably Freed, Soroka, and Smiley with Morton coming out of the pen or pitching in game four. I think the Cardinals will go with a rotation of Adam Wainwright, Jack Flattery, and Quang Quang Kim. Quang um, Huan Kim. Um, I like the Cardinals here with the edge with the playoff experience and overall depth of their pen. The Braves be maybe a slightly more potent offense, but with Acuna and Ozuna leading the way, 
but the Redbirds can match up run for run with Arenado and Gold, Goldsmith leading the way, and I got to give it to the Cardinals in five. Um, the one versus three for the NLCS for the pennant. Um, the Dodgers will be going against the Cardinals in a best of seven. So let's kind of break it down, kind of like we did the American League to see where everyone will finish. Um, rotation, advantage Dodgers. Bullpen, advantage Cardinals. Defense, advantage Cardinals. Outfielders, advantage Dodgers. Infielders, tied. Dodgers get second base and shortstop. Cardinals get third base and first base. Difference makers. The true difference makers for each of these clubs are their superstars. Uh, Mookie Betts, Nolan Arenado. These guys are projected for me, I'm projecting them to have just monster seasons and both be right at top of that NL MVP vote. Literally one and two. One of these guys is winning it. The other one's coming in second place. Um, call that right now. Um, their performances will make or break their World Series chances. Um, overall, the advantage, Dodgers in seven. The Cardinals at least made it this far. Um, made They made their case that they are legit World Series contenders to Nolan Arenado to be able to keep him around. They gave Yadi and Wayno one heck of a curtain call. However, they just, just couldn't just couldn't do it in seven. Um, so, therefore, that would put us into the World Series. The World Series. We are going to see the Dodgers, who are coming off an NL out of the NL after beating the Nationals in five and the NLDS. The Dodgers beat the Cardinals in seven. I'm assuming it was dramatic. Um, and then by the time we get to the World Series, Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright have announced their retirements. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking we're going to see four-man rotations here. Um, I think that the Dodgers are going to go uh, Bauer, Kershaw, Bueller. Bauer again? Um Price and Urias, however, I think Urias could possibly get that fourth or fifth game. If it goes to six, if it goes to seven, I can see them throwing Kershaw or Bauer again in game six and seven, um, which is just really interesting. And Bueller kind of working in between to bridge those gaps in the third, fourth inning. Um, so I think they rely a lot on their superstar players. You know, I think the Dodgers, their MVP is either Trevor Bauer or Mookie Betts. They're the two highest play paid players sorry about that was my dog leaving um the Dodgers will either you know the MVP is going to be Trevor Bauer and Mookie Betts the two highest paid players on the roster one of them is going to be the MVP to help them get back-to-back rings um the X Factor Cody Bellinger Corey Seager both them playing for for big money both them rebounding or you know belly rebounding um, Seager playing for that massive extension. If he can truly be the X factor, then he has a huge contract waiting for him next winter. Um, and the unlikely hero, Gavin Lux or Chris Taylor, can really give the Dodgers a great sense of depth and completion um, to their lineup to get over the hump um, on any given day. AL winner, still the White Sox. Um, you know they had a good series. Um, they they put up a good fight. With with their teams, I just don't think they're going to be able to match the Dodgers, uh, you know, superstars. I think they go with a four-man rotation, uh, Giolito, Keiko, Lynn, possibly Dylan Cease. Um, I think they upgrade that fourth spot throughout the season with someone who's available later on. I think their MVP is Jose Abreu after winning the MVP in 2020. Uh, I think he'll win it again in 2021, will be, at least be a top five kind of contender. Um, the X factor I had it down is Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert. Now it's just Luis Robert, um, unless Eloy's there. If Eloy's back for the playoffs, then 
man, the, the White Sox are that much better because of it. And that's the reason they're here is because he's back for the playoffs. Um, so I think both of them can help match those run for runs with Betts and Bellinger. Um, so that's going to make things really interesting here. And I think the unlikely hero here is Adam Eaton. I think Eaton, you know, he's, he's old dog of the White Sox. Um, he's old dog on the team, but he was part of the 2019 World Series champion nationals. Um, he slashed 320, 433, and 560 in that in the NLDS against them. Um, and he was able to notch a 381 OBP against the Dodgers um, overall. So, oh, no, overall 381 OBP against the Dodgers in the NLDS. Sorry, I mixed those up. So who wins? Well, you know, no one's better than the Dodgers with their high payroll, their high-powered offense. Um you know, they're probably going to buy more wins and more runs during the season to get the advantage later on. Um, that's just what they do, but that's okay. Um, you know, they have too much riding on it. Their window is too open right now. They're trying to keep Trevor Bauer around um, to, you know, 3 P into the next season. So I think the Dodgers take it in seven. Um, it's going to be a great series, um, whatever happens. Um, if the White Sox are there, it'd be a great series either way. Um, but right now being the end of March, early April, I think it's the, the Dodgers taking it in seven to end the season. Um, so yeah, that's it guys. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you guys. Um, if you're over on Spotify or anchor, you're, you're missing out on the YouTube content. Um, you get to see my awesome raise energy shirt, uh, Sporting that South Beach. You're missing me drink Rays. It's really not that cool. Um, but I do want to thank my partners over at Rep Sports. Rays Energy. Absolutely fantastic. Not only do they have great customer service, they also have great products. And they have a large line of products outside of Rays Energy. You know, Rays is just one of their products. They have protein powder, which I love the vanilla waffle comb. They have nootropic brain boosters, which give you just a little bit of boost just to keep you focused and get you dialed in. So if you're a student, if you work hard, if you start a screen all day, you can get tired easily, you know, pick up that nootropic brain booster and you'll have just a slight mental boost. Um, they also have thermogenics. So if you're a gym rat, you love to work out and you want to get that extra burn, the extra sweat in, the thermo is for you. Um, among all their other products, Hypersleep, which is fantastic couple times that I've had it knocked me right out in about 10 minutes. Just a great natural um, hypersleep. They have Rays on the Go package. So so many products over at repsports.com. If you use the link in the description, you'll be able to save yourself 15% on your entire checkout. Use the code BALLBOY at checkout. And with that, guys, that's it for today's podcast. Opening day is literally right around the corner. Um, couple days. I hope you guys are excited as I am because I am I am ecstatic. Um, enjoy opening day. Be safe. Take care. Take it easy.